Hey, hey, homebodies, what's happening? It's your girl, the Toe Lady, Rachel Presser, coming at you live from New York in a building that is most definitely not pre-war. Because that's what we're gonna get into today. Pre-war, post-war, new construction, and are they really all that they're cracked up to be? So, yeah, I've been living in pre-war buildings pretty much like most of my life, and I could definitely say that, um, yeah, there's some good things that come with them. Like, they are pretty damn sturdy. I mean, the pre-war building that I lived in during Irene and Sandy actually held up. It, you know, I, 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 I it, was, it was ironic because I actually had water, power, and internet um, during both of these major storms. It was my parents in Jersey whose power got knocked out for two weeks. I was, my ass was actually safe and sound up in the Bronx on the hills, I guess, keep kept things out. Um, yeah, so, yeah, the construction's pretty sturdy. That's one very good thing. They definitely don't make buildings like this anymore. Yeah, if you're, you may be tempted by some hot new property that gets built, while the amenities may be nicer, um, it may actually make that gog hole full rent, or if you're going to buy, like, horrifying purchase price, it'll seem more worth it. But the construction's definitely not going to be as sturdy. And, yeah, because not a day goes by that I see something on Gotham Mist or hear through the grapevine on Street Easy, you know, and whatnot that, yeah, that hot new place, you know, that has, like, the gorgeous, like, drool-worthy apartments that could practically be used, you know, to, you know, to set the stage for some hot new Netflix sitcom about, you know, cute... Cute young 20-somethings, you know, figuring out their relationship problems. Well, you know, they work these shitty jobs yet magically have enough to pay like $5,000 a month for an updated two-bedroom. I don't, I don't know. What do they call it? Trust Fundlandia or, or something? I, I don't know. Um, point is, <laughs> yeah, those shiny new places actually have pretty damn shiny construction. They are not built with the best materials and... You know, you're basically getting, like, a lot of the same horrendous issues that you have with the pre-war properties, um, except that at least, at least you expect it with a shitty old building. At least you kind of know what you're getting. At least I know that my crappy elevator that makes me want to, like, yank the damn motor out and just hurl it onto the Cross Bronx Expressway because, my god, that thing is so frustrating. At least I know the elevator sucks. At least I know... You know, the thing, like, dies and gets resurrected more than Kenny from South Park. I, I know that, yeah, it at least I know what I'm getting. Whereas in these shiny new buildings, yeah, you may have nicer elevators. Even from an accessibility standpoint, some of them may be a little better. <coughs> it's still not going to be that great, honestly. Your real sweet spot is the post-war apartments. And this is what, like, yeah, certain... I mean, this is what... New Yorkers of a certain age are not going to tell you, but I will. Just f from having lived in these shitty old buildings, like, my basically my whole adult life, is that post-war is kind of the sweet spot because, you know, it's better from, like, an amenity and accessibility standpoint without having these, like, ridiculous levels of amenities that will make the management company jack up the rent or, in the case of ownership, jack up the sale price and the monthly maintenance charges because yeah like if you're just not if you just don't really care about like having a ton of amenities they're usually the way to go 
if you want, you know, if you want like just like some basic things that you don't see in older homes, like a thermostat. Cause my like my God, I would do some ungodly things for a thermostat. Like I, I seriously, yeah, would um, you know, like if that was me up in that impeachment stage right now, I would fucking squeal. I would just say everything if that meant this bitch got a thermostat. I, I seriously would because the only there's only two temperatures in a pre-war apartment um, during the winter. You're basically either going to be living in a crematorium or you're going to enjoy taking an expedition to the Arctic like every night if the temperature happens to dip um, just below the threshold that the city is legally required to turn the heat on. Um, but if you if you turn that valve though, oh God help you. It's an iguana would be happy with that temperature. This shit is not fit for human beings. Yeah. So, the temperature alone is just, like, yeah, a big irksome point with that. Um, you're definitely also not getting central hair in the summer. Although, with the way that pre-war construction is set up, you'll do fine with a window unit. This I can say, you know, from having about 15 years experience living and yeah, three different pre-war apartments, is that you will do fine with a window unit. You don't really need central air unless you have like a two or three bedroom apartment. And usually most landlords and management companies only allow you two, uh, two units per apartment. And this, I think this actually is some kind of law, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure though, yeah, you usually can only have like two units um, per apartment. Which is uh, it's really not that bad if you have a studio or a one-bedroom. I got one huge hulking beast and one tiny unit, and they they work well. They they do fine. I don't really need central air when it gets hot. It's the winter that's that's slow fucking torture. Um, so the temperature aside, let's just get into the actual principles of the construction as to why pre-war actually wins out of um you know all three categories you know pre-war pre-war is basically yeah if it was built before 1939 and then post-war being like if it was you know after world war ii um but then before like i think yeah before the 90s began so there's like different strata you know of post-war um so like the best post-war would be like between the 80s and the 90s because that's when you know it's slightly modernized but the materials and labor were still like better quality than what you see these days where these developers just do these total rush jobs with the shittiest materials that just you know they, they look shiny but they're actually pretty bad quality um it's a lot yeah it's a lot like going to like h&m or to ikea these days like okay it may look pretty and shiny yeah people go there it's popular but you take it home and then like what happens it's just like breaks down after one wear or one use. I say this as someone who has, yeah, a ton of IKEA furniture that like after a while it just starts, you know, like those tables just start to chip away at the edges. Like even if you're not that rough on them, yeah, they just they wear down so fast. It's the same thing with this new construction. It's just really bad quality. Um but with that with that said, um yeah, the foundations of pre-war buildings are just so much stronger. However, it's the stuff that's, that that foundation is housing that makes that can make them living hell to, to be in. Um, 
I'm just thinking back to how when I lived on the ground floor apartment in the first building um, you know, that, that I stayed in, pretty much actually, yeah, my entire 20s, two different apartments in the same building. And when I had the ground floor unit, I just remember, yeah, when that, like, whenever, like, a very big rainstorm came. So, yeah, I was glad I was upstairs by the time the superstorm struck. I just remember when those rainstorms came and then, you know, the toilet, like, overflowed. Like, yeah, it was, like, freaking biblical proportions. It was, like, holy shit. Like, I, yeah, because I know, I know we, like, said things like, oh, I feel like shit or oh. My day has been like raw sewage, and that was what my literal day was. Like when, yeah, yeah, when these terrible rainstorms had hit, and the pipeworks were just so freaking sensitive and crotchety that like they couldn't take a little rain and would just blow the hell up and just leave me with this gigantic mess to go clean. And of course, that had to come out of my time and my pocket, and not the landlord's, because that's just how shit is when you have a landlord especially in this in this city and yeah i just remember that and that that was was sort of like the first like strikes against pre-war construction for me was just that that experience alone and then after buying a pre-war unit about 10 years later you know it just makes me glad i never bothered with wallpapering the bedroom because that thing would have popped like it was nine months pregnant, <laughs> with the way that the with the way that the pipes basically keep hitting the walls. And when I was alarmed about this, raised an issue with the maintenance department. I just like, why is it keep doing that? And then they would just you know plaster over it and say, oh whatever, it's an old building. You know, there's that's why you have a maintenance department. You need a maintenance department this big to maintain like over 100 buildings that are this freaking old. Um, yeah, like the yeah, that's that's the thing. So if you ever want to do a lot of decoration, like you are taking a gamble, um, you know, like doing a long term rental or buying a pre war apartment because you never know when the walls are just gonna start looking, you know, like Joan Rivers' face before she had all the work done. <laughs> that's what your freaking walls are gonna look like. You are not gonna wanna bother with any paint jobs. It is not it is not gonna be very house and garden worthy. You're not getting it on the cover of, you know, of any magazines. Um, it's not going to be, yeah, that, 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 that gorgeous um, pre-war apartment overlooking Central Park. Or wait, wait a minute, was it on Park Avenue? I don't remember. Um, whichever one that they, that they showed on Sex of the City or other totally, totally unrealistic shows. By the way, all that shit was on a soundstage because there was no way you know, that they could actually get, like, a real camera crew into apartments that little. Just take it from someone who's lived here and knows people in the film and TV industry here. Yeah, all those apartments, yeah, were shot um, on, a sound, on a soundstage in Long Island. That is your little piece of unwanted Sex in the City trivia. So, yeah, um, if you want to, um, yeah, hear more rants about um, pre-war construction and modern construction, too, um, you know, Basically, all the things going on in the city that the good, the bad, the laughable, the hideous. Stay tuned on homestratosphere.com and be sure to stay up to date on this podcast. And uh, follow us I'm at homestratos on Twitter, and I'll catch you again next time.